What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, this is your boy Chris with Christian. Um, and today we have something, uh, something kind of not special, but you know, I prepared a couple of things to talk about. So we're going to be talking about obviously the MLS, we're going to be talking about some of those games, uh, we're going to be talking about what's coming up next in the MLS. Then we're going to hit on slightly on the U.S. Open Cup because I think that's uh, I want to make that a big deal just because, you know, just the importance of the, of a cup that has been around for like 100 years in this country where soccer, you know, when you when you look at soccer, um, when you see soccer in this country, you know, not a lot of people think about, you know, the the history of it, you know, Um not a, people forget that you know soccer has been in this country for a long time and i think you know showcasing a a tournament like the US Open Cup is a you know it's a big deal uh, it should be a big deal because you know it it represents you know culture like soccer culture in the united states it represents history it represents you know everything that this you know people have been doing you know blood sweat and tears to to keep the the game relevant you know in a country where where nowadays, you know, other sports maybe are on the forefront in soccer, you know, it's fighting to like be, you know, third place, second place and stuff like that. So, um, what's up for, uh, from Salt Lake City? What's up, y'all? Uh, welcome to, to, to the show. Uh, yeah, man. So yeah, the, it has, it's been around for forever. So, uh, you know, showcasing that a little bit and then we're going to talk about, uh, a little bit about you know Champions League, uh, a little bit about Manchester United, and then we're gonna close the you know the show with a talk about you know Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, you know the the two people that have always and will always you know go down in history as the greats. I think you know some people will have Cristiano, some people will have Messi, you know, uh, but I think they both deserve to be talked about you know in the same sentence. Uh, you know, obviously they're different players, they're different characteristics to them, but I think they're both important to what they have brought to the sport, you know, what they contributed as players. I mean, they're still playing, so they're still contributing, you know, but, you know, when we look back to their careers, I think it, it's crazy that at this age, you know, they're still, you know, contributing to, to the sport. So without further ado, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for coming in, you know coming in and spending some time with me but let's move on let's go into the next uh thing so <coughs> so as you guys can see i i kind of did a little thing here so you, you'll be able to see the information on your screen uh and then you'll be able to see me on your screen so hopefully you know the the obviously if you're watching on your phone it's probably too small but i don't know if you can submit or not but i just wanted to touch you know a little bit on the u.s open cup because i think well, it's from 1914. That was the la the first time the U.S. Open Cup was played. 1914. So, think about how insane that is. That a hundred years later, you know, in 2022, you know, a hundred years and well, what is that? 106? No. So 20 would be six. 108 years. Uh, you know, this cup has been you know going on, and unfortunately for for the history of the cup the only two years that it wasn't played was 2020 and 2021 so when you think about what it took basically for uh for this cup not to be played i'm not sure if they were played during world world two uh, i don't know uh but as you know even let's just say that it wasn't played during those years in the 40s 
but you know it being con a consistent you know tournament from like the 40s and 50s all the way to the 2000s i think is is it's pretty crazy so just i just wanted to highlight a couple of, well i just want to highlight the teams that are playing all these teams are npsls or usl league 2s um, that we actually do have a, a few of them in Houston. I unfortunately don't have a, a list or anything like that. I should have. Maybe for next episode, I'll have a list. Um, but, and then, so you guys can see, you know, some of the teams that, you know, are available to, to actually compete in this tournament. Um, the Houston Dynamo will be jumping on, I think, in round three, if I'm not mistaken. That's when usually, round three or round four is, like, towards the end. Um... I'll, I'll answer that question here in a second about the MLS Cup and mattering more than the MLS. Um, but, yeah, like the Houston Dynamo will come in into this. Well, not the Houston Dynamo, but Division One teams, you know, MLS teams will be coming in uh, to this league later on. Obviously, the the lower, the you know, the smaller teams have to compete among, among themselves first. And then that's when everybody comes in, right? Uh, all the, like, the bigger clubs. And that's why usually... The bigger clubs, you know, tend to win it, you know, nowadays because obviously they have less competition and they compete against the bigger teams. You know, it, it's kind of rare to see, you know, a team, one of these teams from, you know, the phase one, the the round one to make it all the way to the to the to like the end. But, you know, it's cool to have Cinderella stories, you know, have teams that, you know, maybe like young guys that are still in college, you know, or, or maybe they have other jobs or stuff like that. You know how it happens. I think other countries have put a little bit more emphasis. So going into the question here from Ebat 2015 is he said, "Do you think the U.S. Open Cup matters to MLS fans as much as the MLS Cup?" Um, I don't think so. I don't think we're at. What well, I don't think these cups will ever matter as as you know more or as much as like your Division One championship, uh, and just because. Uh, you know, you're obviously are fighting, you know, in, in division one, you know, you, you, it's, you know, it's, it's for all the marvels, basically, you know, you get to go to, you know, if you're in the MLS Conca champions and you get to like, you know, grow as a, as a team, uh, in, in the big stage, I think the U S open cup is a good opportunity for the lower teams, for the teams in USL, for USL league two, USL league one. You know, MPSL and NISA and all the other leagues, you know, regional leagues that compete for, for them, you know, to, to kind of give their players and, and you know, everybody in their, in their organization, you know, a good, uh, good mo motivation, you know, to, to be able to fight with the big boys, you know, to be able to fight with organizations that have money that, you know, are able to put a team together that are able to buy and spend a lot of money on players, you know. But, you know, it's cool. So, let's see. Another comment. Has a non-MLS non team ever won it? I guess before the MLS form, right? Yeah. So, basically, yeah. Back in the, back in those days, you know, uh, obviously, there wasn't as many teams as there are now. Um, now, I I would say probably over 100. Because even to get to round one, there's like a qualification stage where you have to, like, compete, you know, in your own leagues. So, like... When you see all these teams right here, these are like the best of the best in their regions. So, like, if you look at uh, here, let's just go ahead and name them, and then you know, it will say where they're from, kind of like you'll be able to figure out where they're from just because of their names. Uh, so for example, March 22nd, which is 
starting next Monday, I think. No, not 22nd because 21st is my birthday and that's Monday. But Tuesday and Wednesday, actually, and these games are going to be live live stream on you um, ESPN Plus. So imagine if you are, you know, a player from FC Motown or uh, Westchester United Soccer Club from the USL League Two, and you know your games are going to be televised on ESPN Plus. You know the the same, uh, you know, um, provider. You know the same. People that basically show La Liga or you know Serie A or MLS Cup or you know and all these games and, and you're literally on that same you know program programación as we say in Spanish you know but but yeah um, but yeah let's, let's just go real quick just to kind of you know touch on them and see who they are but FC Motown is you know taking Westchester United Soccer Club in New, New Jersey. Uh, Cleveland uh, Soccer Club is taking Chicago FC United. Is that Chicago Fire? I don't know. I, it might be just like, uh, you know, like Houston United. I think there's a Houston FC here. Uh, Hatford City FC going against Oyster Bay United. The, the Villages FC is going against Orlando FC Wolves. So that's in Florida. So then you start seeing like the regions, you know, like, you know, the Northeast region, the Southern regions. Um then this game is the one that I'm actually going to watch just because uh, both teams are from Texas. So I'm going to watch the Denton Diablos FC uh, versus the Defeaters Kicks Soccer Club. That's a name right there. It's a mouthful. <clears throat> and so I'm going to watch that game to, you know, just kind of su support the, the, the home, not the home teams, but, you know, the, the Texas boys. And thank you for the early birthdays. Uh, um, the early birthday... Saludos, I guess. Hopefully you speak Spanish. Um, and then you have the Southern States. Uh, Southern States at Sea Stars uh, playing Georgia Revolution FC. And that's in Mississippi. For San Fernando Valley FC, obviously in California. Against Escondido FC in California. Lynchburg FC is playing Nova FC in Virginia. Ocean City Northeasterns uh, from the USL2 is playing Lansom Yonkers FC. Uh, South Carolina United FC Banthams, bro, these names are long, going against North Carolina Fusion U23. Miami United FC is playing City City Soccer, interesting. And then Western Mass Pioneers is playing Brockton FC United. Des Moines Menace is playing Minneapolis City. Uh, and then you have Tulsa Athletic playing Azteca FC in Oklahoma. Portland Timbers U23 is playing Contra Costa FC. Las Vegas Legends FC is playing Park City Red Wolves. So as you can see, some of the teams, you know, obviously they're like not community teams, but, you know, they're local teams. And then some of the teams like the Portland Timbers U23, they're like academy teams, right? Um, so since it's not like a Portland 2, uh, like if Dynamo those, like, for example, they don't qualify because... They are literally under the umbrella of the Houston Dynamo or like, you know, in Atlanta too. I don't think that like they play or like Los Angeles Dos or, you know, whatever it may be, like the number two team, they don't get to play because they're under the same umbrella. But since the U23 is like, Port, like for example, Portland Timbers U23 is their own little thing, kind of, um, you know, they don't, they don't really like move around players from like the first team in Portland to like the bottom teams or whatever. Uh, they're able to play uh, 
like for example, RGV Toros, this is going to be their first appearance in the US Open Cup. Before that, they couldn't because they were under the they were controlled by an MLS team. So if your club is controlled by an MLS team, you're not able to play. Um, so yeah, the feeders kicks. What a name, yeah, bro. It's it's these like these teams are a mouthful. And imagine the ones that didn't make it. These are the ones that were able to make it to the first round. But let's go ahead and move on a little bit. Uh, so basically, I just wanted to kind of highlight that them, you know, highlight them. And see, you know, if you guys were ever wanted to watch, you know, these these uh, these games are going to be on ESPN Plus. So if it's it's going to be on, uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you tune in at, at some point during those days, you'll be able to watch one of these games. So I'll be tuning in to, uh, like I said, to the Houston teams, Denton Diablos and the Feeders Kicks Soccer Club. Um, before we go there, I wanted to point this out, you know, as you guys know. I'm Argentinian. I think I say this every single time, but it was cool what I was going through. So the U.S. Open uh, Cup Twitter every day has been doing a little thing where they put, you know, uh, like O is for whatever, M is for whatever, and then they did this one for uh, I forgot what letter, <laughs> but I just think it was cool that you know Mike Noja, an Argentine born and just 21 at the time, scored all five goals from for the Philadelphia Ukrainian Nationals. In their 5 3 uh, overtime win over LA Kickers in the final in the 1960s, or in the final of the 1960s. So I thought it was pretty cool history, you know, to have a guy from Argentina, born in Argentina, playing in the United States for a team called the Philadelphia Ukrainian Nationals. And if you look at, well, if you go a little bit, you know, if you dive deeper into their history, you know, they have like their the logo is like the Ukrainian flag, and you know, and since everything that's going on in the world, I just thought it was kind of interesting, you know, that a bunch of Ukrainians back in the 60s, you know, came up with a team and they won the U.S. Open Cup. So I just, I love history and I love soccer. So just a little piece of that, you know. So shout out to Mike Noha, who, I, who, who knows if he's still alive. 1960, 40, he's probably like 80, who knows. But let's go ahead and move on. Uh... Yeah, he was, he was probably very cold. Imagine five goals. Is that like, what, what do you call five goals? Because a three is a hat trick, you know, a two is a brace. I don't know. But five goals is five goals. You got to score five goals. Um, so let's go ahead and touch on, let's read some, uh, some of these uh, comments real quick. Great name. What a badass. And yes, he was cold. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the MLS. Uh, once again, I was able to figure out how to put myself in this thing so I don't have to go back and forth. Um, but yeah, on Saturday, we had a bunch of matchups, you know, usually Saturday, Sundays. Uh, we have, uh, you know, matchups there. Uh, but let's just go real quick and just kind of touch on them and, and see if anything kind of point, you know, stands out or whatever. Or we can just talk about them uh, here and there. Uh, so New York City had Montreal. New York City, you know, they revealed... They're lit. I don't know if you guys saw it. I should have grabbed a picture and posted it up here. But they had, you know, their banner, of their championship banner revealed at this game. And everybody was poking fun at them because it was literally, like, this big. <laughs> like, you can barely see it. So, even, it was funny because even, like, if you guys listen to the to the MLS um, Extra Time, their podcast, they were even making fun of them, you know, which, you know, usually they, don't, they try not to trying to be like politically correct or trying to be nice with everybody but i just think it was hilarious um 
Um, what else? So Columbus uh, took on Toronto uh, to win for Columbus. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Salarasan scored again. Uh, I'm not 100% on that, but I wouldn't be surprised. ALFC took, uh, went to Miami and they whooped them 2-0. Miami, bro, they should just retire, honestly, or they should just like go claim that wooden spoon. Like, I don't think Cincinnati is doing that bad, honestly. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, watch both the Dynamo RSL. RSL game went down to the actual last minute. That's crazy. Since he winning, yeah, isn't that crazy? And they won uh, away game. So let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, Seattle beat uh, LA. We were actually watching that at pitch twenty five when we were doing the pregame before the Dynamo game. So if you were there with the search guys, I was there with my whole entire family. Well, not my entire family, but I was there with my dad, my two brothers. And one of my homeboys, shout out to Pesos. Uh, and we were there and we were watching that game. And yeah, Seattle kind of came back towards the end. And they were able to get their first three points. And, you know, what seemed to kind of like a rocky start there for Seattle with two losses. You know, now they're they're starting to become the Seattle that, you know, uh, everybody knows and loves, I guess. Or I don't love them, but, you know, it's just how the saying goes. Uh, so Houston had their first win against Vancouver. I think, you know, some of you guys saw it or you were at the stadium, maybe holding a, a Tyler Pasher head, a fat head or whatever, um, or, you know, or what else. And, uh, yeah, it was a good game, fun game. I think the Houston Dynamo dominated that game, and it was a, it was a pretty good game. I think it was pretty it, – it's – we're trying to see, you know, the, the team kind of pick up some traction. But, you know, if you want a little bit more in-depth, I will go ahead and here and plug the Houston Dynamo, uh, the Dynamo Theory podcast. Uh, you can go check that out. It's me and Rudy over there. Uh, Rodrigo is in Rome, you know, traveling, seeing the world. It's pretty cool. Today he posted something on his Instagram that he's like, he's actually watching uh, Roma. So pretty badass from him. Uh, then you had Chicago going to DC, uh, to DC United and beat them 2 0. Chicago coming in hot, three uh, clean sheets, three games, three clean sheets. So shout out to, um, I forget the name of the guy, Slolina, I think it is. I actually have him on my fantasy team. So shout out to Slolina. And if I'm not mistaken, the kid's like 17 years old. Like he's mad young and he's out here putting a Una catedral, as they say, of goalkeeping. So, shout out to the kid, man. Uh, let's go back to the comments. Poor NYFCAC uh, can put holes in Yankee Stadium walls. Rent is too high. Hey, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Miami surprisingly bad. I don't know why. I think, I don't know. I don't think they, they have, like, I think everybody just kind of, like, it's it's one of those things like like a national team thing, you know, like when you just have a bunch of stars and you try to put them together, but they don't really have like a cohesion. I don't know if that's a word, but, you know, they don't really I don't think they understand each other. And then, you know, you have egos and you have this and you have that. And I just I don't think they're ready as a team, but, you know, we'll see how they how they pan out. And then I love Dynamo Theory Podcast. Hey, we love you, too. So appreciate that. Appreciate the love, man. Uh, Real Salt Lake uh, going all the way to New England and beating them, like he, you know, like he was saying to the last minute in the comments, um, three two against New England, and that was a snowstorm. I don't know if you guys saw that they were at uh, Carles Hill, who is also my fantasy team, 
um, he was he literally said, you know, we're this is shit. You know, he was like, we're fucked. Uh, we can't be playing. I don't know if he said fuck. I just made that up. But he he did curse. <laughs> uh, he said, you know, he's like, we can't play in this weather. Like, it's so, like, he's like, I can't walk. He's like, I can't run. I can't pass the ball. I can't talk to my teammates. He's like, how are we going to play like this? Uh, but then, obviously, a lot of people were saying, well, he's saying that because they lost. You know, and, and if he would have won, he wouldn't have never said anything. Uh, who knows? You know, I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, not winning uh, sucks. So, obviously, I think he was mad because of that. And then if you add the whole, you know, situation on top of that, I think it made it even worse. And then uh, Estonia, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I think, so, he is, like, well, I'm pretty sure he's American. But then also his family, I, I, I think is, where's his family from? I just heard he was on the, he was on a, he was on the on the MLS podcast too, and then they were talking about him being from like uh, Middle not a Middle East. I'm tripping from from somewhere in Europe, but yeah, I don't know. He might even get called up from that country. Who knows? But yeah, I think he deserves a shot. Honestly, I mean, the kid is really good. Uh, three, like I said, three games, three shutouts. I think that's that's pretty badass. And then once again, Cincinnati uh, going into Orlando and beating Orlando two one. I think. Cincinnati has most more wins away than what they, that they do home, which is bonkers. And and then when you see that it's just one win, <clears throat> I think it's crazy. I don't know how many wins they had last year, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say maybe one or two. So it's crazy that they're already like halfway there to their number, you know, with just one win. So and they did it away. So shout out to Cincinnati, man. You know, honestly, it sucks to suck. You know, that's coming from a, a Dynamo fan. But, you know, being Cincinnati, imagine two years in a row, being a new franchise, you know, having a nice stadium, everything, like, you know, the, the support of the fans and stuff like that. It just sucks. But shout out to that, man. And then uh, to keep it continue, keep it going, uh, Philadelphia beat San Jose 2-0. Philadelphia, obviously one of the contenders, I think, every year. Uh, just because they're able to put a good team together all the time. Dallas, surprisingly. Well, not surprisingly, because I think Dallas uh, nowadays has become not only what we see as a uh, product builder, but also I think this year is one of the first years that they actually have put a good team together. So, you know, they went against a Nashville who... It's another contender, uh, and I think they, they beat them uh, pretty good. And I think one of their goals was uh, goal of the week, or, you know, it's in the running for goal of the week from the Argentinian, the 19-year-old, I think, 19, 20-year-old Argentinian. So shout-out to them. Uh, Colorado uh, beating Kansas City. We, uh, Houston Dynamo will be facing Colorado in the next uh, week. And um, Colorado, you know, also second shout-out, two shout-outs in three games. They beat, um, who did they beat? They beat Atlanta 3-0, and then they beat Kansas City 2-0. So they, they're doing pretty good at home. Away, they lost to LAFC 3-0. That's when uh, Carlos Vela, Charlie Kendall got his uh, hat trick. And then uh, to close on that Saturday, Portland beat Austin uh, 1-0. I think Portland, I don't I watched that game. Just because I was curious to see how Austin was going to do 
with you know a, a legit team. I think their first two victories were against two two poor teams, you know, Cincinnati and Austin. I mean Cincinnati and uh, uh, Miami. Um, so this was like their first real trial against a good team. And honestly, I mean, going to Portland and losing 1-0 is not, is not a bad result. Obviously, you, you want to tie your win away, get some points back home. But I think, you know, a, a good result, you know, if you're an Austin fan, I think you're pretty happy with the fact that you went to Portland and you only got scored on once. So shout out to them. Let's go back to the comments. Um... Since he wins the cup this year, place your bets now. For, hey, imagine, imagine, like, if you place, you know, if he had money on Cincinnati and then they win, I think you'll make a lot of money. I think they're probably, the, you know, they have less percentage, you know, of winning than the Dynamo, probably. Um, he's on the reserve team for the men's national team. Oh, that's badass. I didn't know that, but it's cool. Hopefully he makes it, you know, to, to, the, big, to the big leagues. Uh, Dallas beating Nashville was surprising to me. Me too. Honestly, I thought that you know Nashville was going to be a little bit harder to beat, uh, but you know Dallas, I you know I guess they're putting a good team together. Uh, also, glad Portland homeboy TX. Uh, me too, because you know, as a, as a Houstonian, you know you you obviously the rivalry exists, but you know, but like I said, at the end of the day, I think Austin has to be happy at the fact that they went up to Portland and they only lost one zero. So, uh, a good game for them. Uh, agreed, happy about the Portland win. I hate to say it, but I think Austin might be good. I don't know. I think I think we'll just have to wait and see because I think they had they were pretty lucky. They had two games at home and against two really bad teams, and then you know this one they went they went against the Portland that you know maybe has lost some of their stars. Um, but you know obviously it's Portland. Portland at home is always difficult. So it just we'll just have to see and wait who they play next and, and see, you know, how they're going to evolve, I guess, as a team. And another comment, it says, I still think it's too early to tell. Portland hasn't been the best. I hope Boston flop. <laughs> well, basically what I just said. Um, but, you know, I hate Boston flop, you know, as a, as a Houstonian, but also as a human being, I hope they do okay. Uh, Sunday, March 13, Atlanta uh, beat Charlotte. I think Charlotte, you know, was... was Celebrated their first goal ever in franchise history. So they were, uh, I mean, they got the lost, they got the L, but, you know, at least they get, they were able to yell out a goal. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the first goal. And then New York Red, Bull, New York Red Bulls, the energy drink, they hosted Minnesota, and Minnesota whooped them 1-0. I don't, it's not whooping, but, you know, it is what it is. So, Let's move on. This is what we're, we have uh, next week. Uh, you have Cincinnati, Miami, the battle of the wooden spoons. I think, <laughs> I think this is probably. Oh my god, that noise! But I think this is gonna be a, a pretty good uh, matchup, just because just to see who is the worst. <laughs> so on this one, I think Cincinnati has the upper hand because they're playing at home. But you know, it's gonna be a good matchup to like watch and, and just see you. You know what's up, uh, New York City, the champions against Philadelphia. I think that's going to be a really good matchup for the opposite because I think these are two of the contenders. You know, the, the current champion and Philadelphia, who has got, had a good team in the past few years. So obviously, he's going to be a good one. And then you have Toronto, DC, two teams that are still kind of like you know find their feet, you know, under themselves. Then you got LA against Orlando. Um, I think LA is going to win that one for sure. 
but you know who knows I've been wrong before you have Atlanta Montreal that's gonna be interesting because you know Montreal I think if I'm not mistaken they just got kicked out of the Conca Champions so obviously they're gonna have to focus on the MLS if that happened Chicago Kansas City there's gonna be a good one too I mean all of these are kind of good I guess uh, Kansas City, uh, Chicago, you know, just because Chicago is, you know, they're trying to keep that momentum going, and Kansas City needs to win. Uh, they've been kind of going up and down, so, you know, if they're, if they're going to want to keep fighting for the top spots, they're going to, they need to start winning, so. Uh, Charlotte hosting New England. Uh, I'm hoping for, for a Charlotte uh, win, just because I want to see them win for the first time, if I'm not mistaken. And but then again, New England, you know, they have a, a couple of good players, so we'll see. Minnesota, San Jose, two tough teams, two teams that are always like scrappy and stuff. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, let's see what's next. And then you have Dallas, Portland, an interesting one because you know, Dallas is trying to shape themselves to be a, a really good team, and you know, and then Portland, you know, try to they're trying to keep themselves as a good team. So it's gonna be, I think, it's gonna be. More of a, uh, a trial for Portland than, than Dallas, honestly. Uh, then we have Houston, Colorado. The reason I'm interested in this one, not only because I'm a Houston Dynamo fan, but the reason I'm interested in this one is because this is going to be a really good test for the Houston Dynamo to see how they... Um, well, I mean, Colorado won the West last year. I mean, that's crazy. Like, we, I think we forget about that. You know, they, they were good. And... And this year, you know, they have pretty much the same team. So if the Houston Dynamo are trying to become something uh, and they're trying to, you know, become a, a good team, a team that competes, you know, beating teams like Colorado at home is going to have to be a vital thing. And then you have uh, Real Salt Lake going against Nashville, another one. Uh, I think Nashville has a little bit of an upper hand, but then again, uh, Salt Lake is playing at home. So they're probably even right there. Uh, let's go to the comments before we go to Sunday real quick. Um, uh, let's see here. Have you noticed the news outlets have been trying to push Atlanta-Charlotte rivalry, but the fans don't want it? Yeah, that just sounds weird. Like, I don't know. I don't see. I mean, I, I, see, I can see how the South could be a rivalry, but honestly, I don't know. Who is Atlanta's rivalry? Nashville? No. Nashville has Columbus, right? I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. Atlanta is kind of weird because they're like in the middle. They're like in the south, but they're like in the middle of everything in a way. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's up. Uh, who, I think RSL versus Nashville will be interesting, not just because I'll be at the game. Hey, shout out to you. So you, you actually do live in Salt Lake. That's what's up. I mean, it's not that I didn't believe you, but <laughs> it's cool that you live in uh, Real Salt Lake and you keep up with, with the Dynamo stuff as well or you know just soccer in general from houston uh people are com are, conf are confidential or confident houston can take a w but i don't know i'm hoping to scrape away with a draw confident there you go you, you corrected yourself at the end yeah so i i actually said that it was going to be a 2-2 draw rudy said the same thing my co-host from dynamo theory and uh we'll see honestly i mean some some of the guys on dynamo theory said I actually, one of the guys said we we're going to lose. And then the rest of us said either a tie or a win. So we're very hopeful. Uh, but honestly, I mean, we can't really take, you know, Colorado too lightly because they are a really good team. So it's going to be a, a good test for us to see 
or for Houston Dynamo to see where, where they at, where they stand. Um, then on Sunday, March 20th, you have New York uh, Red Bulls against Columbus. That should be a good matchup as well, a good East matchup. You have Austin against Seattle. That's going to be a good one. Just because Seattle, you know, they're trying to come back and trying to be, you know, great again. Uh, and then you have Austin who, you know, they they obviously think they're great. You know, they, they've been having good te- good uh, games. But obviously, you know, when you go against Portland, Seattle, LAFC, you know, this, this, the big boys, you know, you have to show up. So they're going to be at home. So hopefully that's an advantage for them, you know, having their, their fans and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. And then LAFC going against Vancouver should be all LAFC. But, you know, you never know. But I expect a three or an easy uh, three points for LAFC. Let's go back to the comments and then we'll go on to the next topic. Uh, that Seattle game will be the la- will be the game of the week. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, that's only if Austin is able to kind of keep up. I mean... I think Seattle is going to come out like to kill just because, like I said, they haven't started in a good way. And now that they're able and now that, you know, they they got their first victory against an L.A. uh, LA Galaxy. uh, I think they're going to they're going to want to bury Austin to kind of make a statement and be like, hey, like we're Seattle. Like, calm down, guys. Like we're back. You know, the beginning was just the beginning. But, you know. When it comes to playing, you know, Austin, Houston, you know, uh, Cincinnati, like, you know, the, the, the lower tier teams, you know, we're going to we're going to make sure we stomp them. But, you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what Austin has, you know, on their sleeves or up their sleeves or whatever. However, that saying goes. Um, and let's see here. We already talked about that. So <clears throat> we uh, this is the one of the things that I wanted to talk about. Um, but let me see if I think I have. I am muted. My bad. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened, but hopefully, I don't know where I left off. But my B, uh, let me do this. Nah, whatever. We'll just leave it like that. Let's lock the volume. There you go. So I don't mess up again. All right, here we go. Sorry about that. But yeah, let's go. Uh, so we are, like I said, we talked the U.S. Open Cup. We talked the MLS. Now let's go international. To probably the the biggest tournament, you know, right next to uh, the World Cup. Honestly, I mean, I don't, you know, people are gonna debate this all the time. You know, what's better, the the World Cup or the, you know, I think though obviously the World Cup is probably better, but you know, the Champions League is like right there. You know, just because you know it's literally the best of the best of the best of the best. The World Cup too, but you know, is is it has a little different. You know, just because it's, you know, I don't know, whatever. Let's uh, let's just keep going. Uh, so we already have our quarterfinalists. We we have the best eight teams in Europe: Real Madrid, Villarreal, Atletico, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Benfica. 
Obviously, I think the two surprises here are probably Villarreal and Benfica. You know, you don't you see them like you know in in the world spectrum. You know, but obviously you see other teams. Uh, you know, a lot of people were sur- not really surprised, but you know the fact that you you know you don't see P- a PSG. Obviously, they went against Real Madrid. You know, you don't see a Barcelona. You don't see uh, who else? Um, Borussia Dortmund. You don't see. Uh, I don't know. Like a bunch of other teams that, you know, probably are going to be in, the, you know, Manchester United. You don't see, uh, you know, like teams that are like right there, right? So you have three English teams, three Spanish teams, a German team, and a Portuguese team. Uh, the drawing for this uh, quarterfinals, if I'm not mistaken, is on, when is it? The 18th? I literally just had this information, but. But, but yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it is tomorrow, the 18th, because today is the 17th. If you're listening live, uh, I might be, I might be wrong, but you know, I'll tweet it out or I'll put it up somewhere. But we'll, you know, we'll see what's up, and then whenever those matchups actually come in, we'll be able to uh, to see uh, who um, who against obviously who go, who goes against who. In the quarterfinals, but only, but not only in the quarterfinals, but then in the semifinals, and then you can start plotting a possible final. So I think that's like more intriguing than actually seeing the matchups, right? Seeing who could be in the final, you know, how how things could play out. So in this uh, stage of the of the league um, of the tournament, like it doesn't matter if you put two English teams together or against each other, or two Spanish teams against each other, um, and stuff like that. Actually, let's let's look it up. So, oh, what's up? What is this? So we're gonna do this. Hopefully, you guys can still see me. You guys, let me know if you can or not. We're gonna go Champions League. Oh shit! Champions League draw. Hopefully, you guys can see my screen. I don't know if you guys can see it. You guys, let me know. But I might be there. What time? Oh, it is tomorrow. See, I was right. So it's going to be March 18th, 2022, 12 p.m. local time. So local time being uh, in Switzerland. Switzerland? Yeah. Switzerland. I can't, I can't pronounce that. Bet. So let's see here. Uh, sure, we can accept it. the cookies. Uh, hopefully that's not a virus, but it is what it is. Bro, the classicals. I almost forgot to talk about those things. Uh, the Champions League quarterfinals are upon us. Da da da. Let's see here. Friday's draw. Um, I don't know. I think we'll just have to keep an eye on it. But the draw is actually tomorrow. And then, as you can see, as you can see here, the first leg will will be the fifth and sixth of April. Shout out to the guy spraying for the mosquitoes outside. Uh, the return legs are 12th and 13th of April. Semifinals are 26th, 27th of April. And the second leg for the semifinals is uh, third, the 3rd and 4th of May. And the Champions League final being on the May 28th at the Stadio de France in Paris because it, it was going to be in Moscow, but then Russia decided to uh, invade countries. So, yeah. So, okay, here it is. Um... Oh, it's going to be bright and early, homies. I hope you guys are awake. But in the U.S., it's going to be at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 
4 p 4 p.m 4 a.m uh pacific time so if i'm not mistaken uh 6 a.m right our time so shit, we should probably go to sleep then huh well let's hurry up <laughs> and finish this thing uh and then hey your birthday is may 28th what's what's up you should have a, a champions league party bro like a champions league theme party uh but yeah let's go back to to our main screen though let's go let's go uh There you go. I'm back. Sorry, but six o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, if I am awake, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll go live on Twitch, and we can all watch it together and stuff like that. I should be awake, like I said, because I'm gonna be at work. But yeah, we'll see. So let's go ahead and move on from this Champions League. Uh, also, since we are here, let's just go ahead and talk about El Clasico this Sunday. El Clasico, uh, the Spanish Clasico, obviously. Liverpool, Liverpool. I'm tripping. Real Madrid, Barcelona. The Argentinian Clasico, Boca River, also at the same day. I think the the Clasico in Spain is at 3 p.m. The Boca Clasico is at, you know, the River, Boca River Clasico is at 4 p.m. And the Mexican, or not the Mexican, but Monterrey Clasico, uh, Tigres, uh, Rasados is going to be, if I'm not mistaken, that same day. But it's probably like towards, towards later on during the day. But, but yeah. Muted again, but I should be back again. You let me know. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. Um, so, inspiring the greats or not. So, this is one of the things that I really wanted to talk about. <clears throat> just because, because of this. this. I don't know if you guys saw this, but this happened the other day. So, uh, you know... This account, International Champions Cup, you know, tweeted this out February 1st. Tom Brady officially announces his retirement from the NFL. March 12th, Brady visits Old Trafford and witnesses 37-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo score a hat-trick and, talk and talks to him after the match. March 13, Brady announces uh, that he's no longer retired. Huh, huh, interesting, right? Like, that's crazy that that happened. And then this guy on the right, he tweeted or he commented on that tweet. He said, if Tom Brady went to go watch Messi instead of Ronaldo, he'd still be retired. And that basically triggered like like some things in my mind because I was like, I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, I never like, you know, if you think about these things, like, oh, shit. Uh, let me go back to this one. Yeah. So if you think about these things, like he, I mean, he's not wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, obviously I don't think maybe, I don't think Tom Brady like made, you know, a decision from one day to the next, you know, I, he doesn't seem like a man. I mean, who knows? I don't know Tom Brady, right? But he doesn't seem like the guy. Um, yeah. Like the comments, good thing he didn't see Ronaldo play, uh, against Atletico Madrid because yeah he was a ghost he was nowhere to be found for sure but you know it's one of those things that you you don't really like think about how people obviously I don't think uh Tom Brady made the decision you know right there and then it was like oh wow this guy is so inspiring you know but but also at the same time you know when you think about 
you know the, the the feelings that these people you know make you like they they bring to you you know uh like feelings of inspiration feelings to um of i don't know whatever it may be but you know it's just crazy that obviously you know in one weekend you know you have cristiano ronaldo score a hat trick uh against you know one of the big teams in the was it i forgot who the spurs i think it was uh, Tonham, uh, you know, he went over there and he like scored three goals, or not over there, but you know, at Old Trafford, he played at home and he scored three goals. And you're like, God, you know, this guy, like, at the age that he's at, you know, he's still a top level dude, like, you know, he's still killing the game, you know, even though he's, you know, at 37, you're like, what, semi retired, you know, already. At least, you know, nowadays, you know, you're, you're considered old when you're like 34 years old. You know, people are saying, you know, HH, Hector Hernandez coming to Houston at the age of 32 and he's already old. And you're like, whoa, like, that's insane. I'm, I'm turning 30 years old on Monday. And and people are like, and you're like, man, I'm, I'm still dumb. <laughs> you know, like, I'm dirty and, and I'm still dumb. You know, like, I, I haven't lived anything. But, you know, in the soccer world, at 30, you're like going downhill. Like, nowadays... Freaking kids are signing contracts at 15 years old. And you're like, bro, when I was 15 years old, I was like, you know, picking my boogers, you know. And, you know, just thinking about different things. And, and it's just crazy, like, the things that, the you know, watching these grown-ass men at 37-year-old still, you know, 37 and then Messi, I think, is 34. And they're still, like, competing, you know, top-level, you know, like a best of the best, you know. Go obviously, that both of them lost in the Champions League, and and I think it was two di like two different like perspectives because you know you, you know Manchester United as a team is just it it's struck like it's weird because you think about the team right you think about like they fired their coach Ole I think you know he I I don't know how to pronounce his name I I know how the name is like you know written now but i know how to pronounce it but i think it's ole right or wh whatever his name was he got fired but then you look at the table of the of the premier league and manchester united is, is in what fifth sixth place like they're, they're still like in in like contenders to to be in the top four to make it to the champions league you know like for next year so you're like that's insane the fact that you know the, the pressure is so much for teams like manchester united for teams like chelsea for teams like you know, big teams in the Premier League, they're, they're so, the demands are so high that, you know, a, a bad streak or a bad moment, you know, in the team's history, you know, even Harry Maguire, you know, Harry Maguire is a, is a real, like, it's a weird case because the guy is a, is the captain and one of the, you know, the, one of the main defenders of a, of Manchester United, a, a worldwide recognized team. Therefore, you would assume that the guy, you know, he is, you know, like a good, a good, good player. And then you watch him play and you're like, that's crazy. Like, he's at, like, you know, I don't want to be mean because I don't know him. And honestly, like, I've only seen, like, highlights or i only seen clips. Like, I never paid, I've paid attention here and there to him. But, you know, he's he's pretty average, you know? Like, he's not, like, when I see, like, I don't know, who. I mean, as you can see, I'm an Aston Villa fan, right? 
I started following Aston Villa this year, and I kind of went all in on Aston Villa. And you you see Tyrone Mings, you know, and and he's like, you know, I don't know, maybe because I pay more attention to the team, but but he's like very commanding as a center back. You know, he's very like powerful. He's strong. He's like vocal. He's he's like a true captain. You know, and when I see Harry Maguire play with Manchester United, I don't see that same like passion. You know, yelling at his players like. You know, telling players what he just seems lost. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a Manchester United fan. Maybe you know, Manchester United fans could completely disagree with me, and and that's fine because obviously I don't follow Manchester United. But you know, I you know, if you guys are Manchester United fans, let me know. But I'm pretty sure maybe uh, you know you are Houston Dynamo memes. But Manchester United hasn't won a trophy in five years. It feels crazy. That that's the thing. You know, like. The pressure is so strong for these teams and like for like for people like Cristiano Ronaldo because people thought, man, Cristiano Ronaldo is coming to Manchester United to win a trophy. And you're in fifth place. And honestly, like now, if you look at the Premier League, you know, there's only two teams really fighting for it. You know, Liverpool and, Man- and Manchester City, who happens to be their freaking arch rival, right? So you're like, like it's insane because Cristiano Ronaldo was supposed to be like the savior, or not the savior, but you know one of the, the players to carry this team forward, and you know, there you have it. You know, fifth place, kicked out of the Champions League, but then on the other hand, you have Messi. You know, the the, the hold on, yeah. Let me get a sip. So you you guys think about Messi and what I might say about Messi, and I'm not really like a Messi guy either, so. Think about it. All right, we're back. Man, that lemon is, is like super sweet. And I'm a sweet guy, but... Ooh, that's sweet. But, Messi. Think about Messi. Think about, like, all the things that he has accomplished. Like, what, seven Ballon d'Ors? Freaking, uh, freaking... Um, everything. I mean, think about think about all the things that he has done. You know, at, at his age, at his time. At, at, but then again, he was like a one, not a, like, it sounds bad, right? But like a one-trick pony, but in the way that he only played for one club. And then playing in one club obviously gives you a better, uh, like you play with the same guys all the time. Therefore, like you don't have the thing of Cristiano Ronaldo where he went to different clubs, different countries, different leagues, and he was successful as well. Like he was champions what in, in in Spain he was champion in England he was champion in Italy uh, was he champion in Portugal maybe um, like that's four different countries where he went and he like you know became a household name for a club for not only for a little club but like for big clubs you know for Juventus Manchester United uh, for Real Madrid you know like the guy is known as one of the best and i mean he will go down as one of the greatest if not the greatest you know uh you obviously you know head to head with messi who we all know and we all have seen messi play and the dude is completely you know people would describe him as an extraterrestrial like he he is not of this world he's different you know he's a different breed of human or whatever it may be, you know, and, and and it's crazy that the fact that right now you you grab Messi, who inspired so many and like kids and generations, literally like a whole generation of of like soccer lovers, and then you move them to another 
great team, which not to be mean to PSG fans, but I don't think PSG was a like huge till like the last few years. And not in like before Messi, honestly. <clears throat> not because of Messi, but you know, a few years before. But it was because of you know Neymar and Mbappe and all these guys um, that went out there. I mean, people you you know called the French league Farmers League because there's really not competition, and and a team like PSG was just being constructed to to fight you know against the English teams in the Champions League, you know. Uh, and then you put Messi, you know, to kind of become also like a like a cornerstone of that team, and you know, everything just kind of fell flat. You know, there was nothing there, honestly. And, you know, kicked out, you know, they went there and he didn't, he hasn't won anything with PSG. They went there and they lost the cup to, uh, to Lily, I think it was. Um, then they, they got kicked out of the French cup, you know, the, the equivalent to the US Open Cup or the FA Cup, right? And then they got kicked out of the Champions League. And, and they got kicked out by a Real Madrid that, well, I mean, obviously Real Madrid is one of the best teams in the world too. But whenever they, they went up top 2-0, you know, in the aggregate, you know, and, and PSG was playing very well. And then you're like, 2-0, this is it. Like, there's no way, you know, Real Madrid is going to come back from this. You know, PSG had everything going to them. You know, like, they were playing a great, beautiful game. And then Real Madrid said, you know what? You know, Benzema said, hold my tea, you know, basically. And then he scored three goals. And that was that. But let's go to the comments real quick. See what you guys are saying. Um, let's see here. Good. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, though. Manchester United hasn't won in five trophies. Aston Villa, Arsenal this weekend, actually. Keep an eye out for that. He he ghosted against Madrid. He Yeah. Messi ghosted like no other. Like, he was ghost like, like no other. Uh, still can't believe PSG lost. Right, it was crazy. PSG had that game in their in their pocket, and then Benzema said, "Not nah, my pocket." You know, um, do you think PSG are right to boo Neymar and Messi for the loss? PSG fans, uh, I feel bad for PSG fans. Like, imagine having all the star power and not getting close to the Champions League. And honestly, if I'm a PSG fan, you know, middle finger, you know, read between the lines to Messi and Neymar, honestly. I think, obviously, honestly, but I think Neymar put a little bit more effort than Messi. I mean, I would probably just boo Messi, honestly. And, and that's coming from, like I said, I'm not like a Messi lover. I'm a Messi, f like, fanat not fanatic. I'm just, a, 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 as an Argentinian, I enjoy him as an Argentinian, but I'm not like, you know, crazy about Messi you know I'm not really I've never have been and I don't think I'll ever I'll never will be but obviously I admire his 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 talent I mean you can't deny the fact that he's probably the best player that has ever played soccer ever and and that's like crazy you know I've never seen Maradona play but you know people say that you know they're like in the same conversation you know same sentence and and if I'm a PSG fan you know F honestly like f uh messy because if you like you know i'm i'm gonna say i'm old school but 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lover of the colors, right? So obviously, well, yeah, I'm wearing a different jersey today, but honestly, like I just wear jerseys because whatever, you know. So if you have a jersey and you want me to wear it, send it to me. That's fine. I don't care. But I wear jer like for example, I have a West Ham United jersey that was a gift, and I don't think I could ever wear it because now I'm a Aston Villa fan, and and even even if nobody saw me, I would feel I would feel like I'm disrespecting. Aston Villa by wearing a, a West Ham United jersey like even to go to the store like and then I know that's kind of stupid and kind of dumb of me uh, but that's how much respect I have for the colors like you'll never see me wear like I don't well I don't think I'll ever wear another MLS jersey that is not from the Houston Dynamo honestly and and just because I have respect for the colors and I have respect you know like for for my team and you like an Argentinian thing, you know, like uh, you'll never see me wear another country's jersey unless like it's a badass jersey and I like I want to wear it as a fashion thing, you know, type like you know like to go out and look cool. Like I have this one that I don't even know why I have it, but I have it and I wear it. Obviously, it's not even real. It has two two stripes instead of three, you know, but. It, it just it's like I like it because it's cool because it's old you know it's faded it has a little collar but since I'm not like a fan of any I Italian team you know I don't have like a like an allegiance to nobody in Italy I I wear it I don't care you know and and that's what I do like if I don't have an allegiance to a team uh in a, in a you know per, you know in a specific club uh league or whatever you know I'll wear it but but let's see here. Um, if Nava started for PSG, I think the result would be different. Probably. I mean, I, I think that's messed up what they did with him. I think Nava's deserve, he deserves to be playing somewhere. And I honestly don't understand why he hasn't left. I know there's probably like contract stuff. But uh, yeah, Nava's is a high caliber goalkeeper. And he's basically being wasted by sitting in the bench. Um, let's see here. Uh, I've never, I've never wear an ATX or Dallas jersey. Yeah, me neither. You'll never catch me wear anything else other than the Houston Dynamo jersey unless it's like, I don't know. Honestly, I can't because I don't have an example. I don't think I, I would wear any other like MLS uh, club jersey unless it's like a, a random team like uh, Montreal, Vancouver or something like that. And like where. You know, it's just what it is. Like, I like some, I, I honestly like some jerseys in the MLS, but, like, I'm not, like, too crazy. But, let's see, what else do I have in the, oh, let me just show some, uh, let me just um, show you guys some stats. Just, because, you know, I was curious to see what, what, you know, obviously, the, what the fuss is about. You know, obviously, because you, you start seeing, you know, like, you know, you know all these uh, like oh he sucks he's it so it's like let's just go to the, to the hard facts you know let's see what's up so for example on the Messi side you have uh, 18 matches in the league one two goals ten assists so you know when you start like comp not comparing but when you look at your you know return on investment type thing you start looking at these numbers and you're like well you know he only scored twice in 18 games but then again he gave me ten assists. So, you know, that's pretty good, you know. 
then you go to the Champions League, the you know 2021-2022 Champions League. He played <clears throat> seven matches. He scored five goals. It's pretty good, you know. It's a, it's a pretty good uh, you know Champions League, I guess. Uh, but obviously, in the games that he needed to show up, obviously he wasn't there. You know, he was nowhere to be found. And then the French Cup, which they got kicked out. He only played one match, and you know he was basically a ghost there. And then you know, as as uh, Dan Amin says, Mister Sue. I don't even know how to pronounce it, honestly, but <laughs> that was my attempt. Um, he came back to the Premier League. He has played 24 matches, 12 goals, and three assists. So you know, if you do an average on that, is like what half a goal per game. So you know, honestly, that's not bad at all. Like that's what you want from from like you know a top tier guy from you know your number seven, your your guy that is going to be your guy. And then when you go to the Champions League, he had he played six matches. He had six goals. Uh, and honestly, that's a goal per match. And that's basically what you want. You know, so if you're going to look at the hard facts, hard facts. Um, if you're going to look at the, you know, the facts of, of this, um, Messi had basically what? Uh, what is this? 26 matches, seven goals, 10 assists. And then uh, Cristiano Ronaldo had what? 30 matches, 18 goals, and three assists. So, you know, those are pretty good numbers from from both of them. But I think you know Cristiano Ronaldo is having a better year, and and when it comes to you know inspiring the greats, you know I think you know Cristiano Ronaldo has the upper hand at least this year. You know I think Messi has done a lot for the sport and will probably continue to do a lot but i i don't think psg is the right fit for him and me personally if i was messi i would just go back to barcelona and you know just keep you know it's like that that when basically this psg phase for messi is when jordan when michael jordan went to go play baseball type thing you know <laughs> like that's that has to be the equivalent of it but you know it is what it is but yeah guys um I think that's everything that I needed to talk about. And... Why does it keep... Sorry, man. I don't know why it keeps muting itself. But... Um, yeah. Like I was saying, I don't know if you guys have any uh, more questions that you guys want to talk about. Uh, go ahead and put them in the chat. I'll give you guys a couple of minutes because I know there's a there's a delay. But you know, other than that, don't forget to check out you know the social medias here. You know, Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Twitch. Uh, then you know after this is gonna go up on YouTube. So if you guys want to rewatch it or whatever, you can go over there. Uh, Chris Putalias is on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle. I wasn't able to find the little drawing, but I will figure it out. We'll find the Instagram drawing. We'll put it in there. Uh, but yeah, man, thank y'all so much for, for joining me. You know, the, the ones that were, you know, live here with me. Uh, we'll do this every Thursday at 9, 9 15, uh, just so I can have enough time to put the kids to bed, you know, so they won't be uh, all over the place. So I appreciate it. Uh, Dynamo score prediction one of the questions I said 2 2 against Colorado. Uh, I'm, ho I'm hoping for a win, but I think a, a 2 2 draw is, uh, is the proper thing. And then Aston Villa score prediction, and you said we were playing uh, Arsenal. Honestly, I'm kind of like out of the loop on that one, just because it, it's gonna be 
like between work and freaking but Arsenal I mean uh, Aston Villa is playing at home so and I think we're, we're doing we're we're, we're kind of like doing it a little bit better uh, we're we're ha we're in a good uh, swing of momentum so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup Arsenal um, didn't they just lose I was I think I was watching their game the other day I, yeah they played Liverpool didn't they uh, and they lost if I'm not mistaken but then again Liverpool is it's Liverpool, so Liverpool has been playing great. It's it's honestly a pleasure to watch Liverpool play. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Aston Villa, Aston Villa two, uh, and uh, we'll give we'll give a goal to uh, to Arsenal. I think it's gonna be a two one, but I think Aston Villa is gonna dominate most. Well, I'm hoping they're gonna dominate most of the game, but I do predict a goal from uh, my boy Coutinho. So shout out to Coutinho. Uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much for joining us or joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for, for the love. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for everything. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Deuces.